Welcome to Salute to the Ears, where my family and I discuss everything Disney, from parks, food, and rides, to travel tips, movies, and more. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Salute to the Ears. I am your host, Jeremy Simon, and with me once again is my wife, Erica. Hey, guys. And we are going to be talking about some of the things we're excited about. I guess even maybe more excited about. I, You know, we hit our 60-day window for our upcoming trip. Right. And anybody who's planned a trip since ADRs changed, since the advanced dining reservation dates changed, since COVID, since the park reservation systems come about, knows that that 60-day mark is like a big deal now. It is a big deal. And so I was really starting to get excited. But then Disney went and launched, like, all kinds of news last week, and now I'm really excited. Yeah. No, like, the last two weeks has been, like, cram full of stuff. There's all kinds of things that people have been missing, things that people have been looking forward to, and things that we didn't even know were a possibility that kind of came out in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the things that we're, we're excited about, and not necessarily it's something that we do a lot of, but when we see it, we love it. And it's not just for our own kids, but for other people's kids and kids at heart. <laughs> and that's meet and greets coming back. I am so excited. So, yes, we've had meet and greets in the parks. And you right. have these, like, socially distanced meet and greets happening where you can't actually touch the characters. And you can't – you can take pictures with them. And we finally got to the point where, you know, like, you can do the indoor meet and greets with no masks and, you know, and things like that. But we are finally going to get back – that being able to hug Mickey, like that, right? That old school meet and greet, um, getting to have that actual relational interaction with that character because that's something we're missing. It's actually something uh, that was talked about at church today was like that relational aspect of interaction that has been missing over the last two years. Yeah, no, and it's what it's been is you've been able to go around and see a bunch of characters yeah because it's been fast and you're just kind of going by and you snap in a picture maybe they do a selfie real quick with you and it's gone by fast which is nice if you want to see a lot of them but now it's back to getting your hug close up i mean and here's the thing they still go pretty fast you they don't do. get to like they hang do. out and stand there for 25 minutes and just like have all the time in the world right. you do get kind of you know, that's right. why the character has um, a cast member, mm -hmm. you know, handler and somebody to help facilitate that and kind of right. guide you along of right. like moving on. But we have experienced such magic with different characters. Like I will cry talking about it right. and seeing different, you know, we have seen so many kids and kids at heart get to have these character interactions that they're impactful in ways that go beyond, like, just meeting the person that you think right. is, you know, fun. Like, right. it's it does become truly an embodiment of that Disney magic and that spirit of right. of all of it. And I, I really was, like, hearing that they were coming back was, like, and especially coming back before our trip, I'm so excited. I mean, I had no plans to go and do character meet and greets because I thought I really don't want to have to deal with the like 
distanced right. thing. It's going to break my heart. Like, I, I don't want to do that. And now I'm like, I'm standing in all the lines. I'm meeting everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it, and it's, this is going to be phased. It's not just like, ready, set, go. Here they all are. Yeah. So it's, this is, this opens. So we are recording, it's Palm Sunday now when we're recording. Next Sunday is Easter. The day after Easter is when that phased yeah. reopening begins. Yep. And so I'm going to guess, Disney hasn't said I'm going to guess, though, that it's going to be non-face characters first. Right. It's So it opens up April 18th. One of the things I saw was actually Mickey and Minnie in Animal Kingdom mm-hmm. is going to be one of the first ones. And same thing in Magic Kingdom. Now, is that one, am I remembering right, that that one is a meet and greet that is outside Animal Kingdom? I I think, but I don't remember for sure because they keep building different sets for all these characters. Yeah. It's, some of them have gotten some pretty nice sets now, yeah. like Donald over in Epcot wearing his <laughs> three Caballeros stuff. Like, it's a good set. It's, yeah. They've gotten some. They've gotten some good ones now, but it is. It's coming in phases, and it's just not at Disney World. It's also at Disneyland, and on the cruise line. And uh, like I said, it's all going to be phased. Oh, and in Hawaii. I'm really hoping that that means that sometime soon we'll get to see in Disneyland, get to see Mirabelle, get to meet some of these little Mirabelles that have been, you know, coming to see her and say hi. And I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of just other other women, um, particularly in, you know, that that movie that Encanto was such so impactful in the storytelling that being able to um, kind of, you know. Right. Not that the person playing Mirabelle, you know, that Mirabelle there is is the Mirabelle, but it's. No, and it's like. But it is. (laughs) (laughs) Adventures Campus has never had. Yeah, you've never gotten to meet them. So you're going to have all these people, all these kids in like their Spider-Man outfit or. Cap or whoever, yeah. whoever their favorite hero is, yeah. And now they're finally going to get to like hug him and get their picture taken with him, and yeah. that's going to be fantastic. I mean, I do. I really do have some of the best memories that I have, and one of the worst memories that I have at Disney World is also a character <laughs> meet and greet. Poor, poor Mickey. Oh man, uh, Mickey broke some little. I mean, just total accident. <sighs> Mickey yeah. accidentally tried to toss his autograph book back to somebody he was meeting in front of us and accidentally got her in the face and it was it was traumatic for a character that has a permanent <laughs> smile on their face you could see the terror that was happening to um to mickey and right. and so yeah i mean that is this is probably one of the worst memories i have uh at, at the parks but the I, we really do have some of the best memories of character meet and greets and, right. and opportunities with characters and just interactions in general. Yeah. And I mean, I can remember um, we took the kids the first time when they were like itty bitty and Brooklyn meeting Stitch for the first time. Yeah. And may, maybe that's where her obsession now comes from maybe. is that maybe. it started that early. Because <laughs> she was scared to death. She was scared to death of everybody else but Stitch. Right. I think was it Goofy that finally broke her down at Tusker House, and she was okay. Yeah, but that was the next trip. Was it? Yeah, the one I'm talking about with Stitch was the very first trip oh, when she was yeah. like eight yeah. months old. And you got like, you got so many, so many good magical memories with characters like mm-hmm. Jackson Con, Captain Hook, a codfish. Oh man, that was the best. And character like Captain Hook just completely going over the top. Yeah. 
And but it's even like I hope this leads back to characters like going through the parks. Yeah. Like Ray. Mm-hmm. Like hope we get Ray and Chewie walking around yeah. Batu again. Or like the kids walking Buzz back to his toy box. You yeah, know? if you're it's, I mean you can see a couple of these are on our Instagram, um, particularly the uh, kids walking Buzz back to the toy box. Although the sound, I guess, isn't available anymore. I'm probably yeah. gonna have to redo it. And um, but we really have had some opportunities for really, really cool interactions right. and and really fun and funny ones and and just sweet ones. Right. I can remember Brooklyn being little and meeting Tinkerbell. Yeah. And that felt so magical even to me to like, you know, you walk through the the entrance into Pixie Hollow and suddenly you're fairy sized. Right. Everything in that in that space is you feel like you're fairy sized. Like right. you feel like she just came like and, and you became fairy sized rather than her becoming people sized. Right. And it was the sweetest, you know, little sweet memory mm-hmm. of tiny, right. you know, five year old Brooklyn like getting to meet Tinkerbell um and I think it's an important part of the magic right. there's a lot of people who are like eh the characters whatever like it, you know it's just a it's just a person and it embodies the spirit of the magic and and though they work so hard at that right and doing that well and creating that magic for people there right. that I'm glad it's coming back absolutely it's those characters, especially when they do it so well, mm-hmm. can, it means so much to kids. And like I said, kids at heart. It's I don't know who's been playing Donald and Daisy lately, <laughs> but they've been fantastic. We really have. We've got some of our favorite vloggers that have gotten to interact with them several times over right. the last few months. And and but particularly like I don't know, the last six weeks or so, there have been some yeah. awesome videos coming no, out of Donald and Daisy. They're full of sass and goofing especially off, Daisy. and They've been a blast. Who somebody was trying to throw a French fry up to uh, them. paging Nate, paging yeah. tomorrow. And it was it was hilarious their their interaction together. And it I hope that comes down where to the it's ground. right, where it's more face to face and you know, even having those characters in in parades and things right. like that and, and being able to act more more fluidly, more right. freely. So yeah. um, I'm I'm super excited about it. But as much as we are excited about those character meet and greets, I think you are even more excited oh. about the next piece of news that we need to talk about. Okay. So for years, almost four years, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind has been in the future. It's yeah. It's going to happen. It's taken them longer to build this ride than it did to build all of Epcot. Yeah. It's taken them forever. And we finally have a date that it's going to open up, and it's May 27th. Yeah, so just before Memorial Day weekend, like the open, it opens Memorial Day weekend, basically, and... It's going to be insane. It was already going to be insane that weekend. It was going to be insane that weekend no matter what. But the good news is, is that now if you were like, oh, we're, that's the only weekend we could go. That's the weekend where our trip yep. is. And you're like, oh, but we're, we're only planning to be at like Magic Kingdom or Animal Kingdom. Guess what? You might have a little bit lower crowd than you would have without this. Right. Um, not saying it's not going to be, it's going to be busy. It's right. Memorial Day weekend. It's going to be busy. Right. But those other three parks, you may have just a little bit less people than you would have without Guardians opening. I am super excited about it, but I, 
you and I differ on this. Right. I, we're super excited about opening. I really, again, I hope that there comes with some character interactions. I hope yeah. that there are opportunities for that with this. Um, and I, I'm super excited about just the photo ops out front. Right. Like, I think they've done a fantastic job from what we've seen so far. But I am... I'm very interested to see the actual ride. I have not watched a lot of like the, here's what it's going to look like. Here's what it is. Here's what it's made of. And so we're, I'm kind of in the dark on that. of Like how, how this is all going to like what it is, what it's going to entail and, and all of that. And we're going to bring you more of that in the next, like in May as more of that information, you know, really get shared and like what it's all about. Um, But I'm same. I'm excited about it, but at the same time, like I'm, I think I'm just nervous because it literally opens a week before right. we go down. Right. It's there's a pretty good possibility that even though we'll be there, we may not get to ride it. Yeah. It's I don't know if it's going to be virtual pass like Rise of the Resistance right. was they for so long. It. Well, and Remy's was that way too. Ratatouille was the right. same way of um Somewhat, a virtual yeah. queue yeah. to begin with. Like Rise of the Resistance, like. If you didn't have a pass by 701 when it opened up at 7, you weren't getting one until it opened up again at like 1 or 2. And those were gone in seconds. 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 I mean, it, was, it wasn't it was like they were gone, you know, it took 5, 10 minutes. Like, and if you just weren't on right away, you were screwed. It's seconds. Yeah. And I am still convinced there are people using, like, bots to to do this Lose. and get them because I, I don't know how else... Right. It, it, but I mean, it's insane how quickly it went with Rise with the virtual queue. And I'm terrified. I'm absolutely terrified that we have right. two park reservation days for Epcot. And I'm absolutely terrified that we're not going to get to go on it. Yeah, it's 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 a possibility. Or it could just go straight fancy ride. And oh. hey, you got to pay for it. But those are still going to be gone fast. They're like, going to be gone really fast, fast. But you will have more people. If they have the option to just do standby, you will have people who are like i'm not paying for it right i will go stand in line for four hours yeah you know you might you might have them um i think the other problem you'll run into is if they do it like that where it's just a fancy ride and go the standby is if you're an annual pass holder and you're not staying in the resorts then you may have a harder time because like right now for rise at seven o'clock it opens up for all the resort guests to try and get their try and go ahead and pay to ride it well and here's a question will they bring that's been one of the big complaints as far as um the whole virtual queue aspect and just staying in a resort in general of okay great you can get lightning lanes a little bit earlier but you can't like that doesn't necessarily like it's been a complaint of like that doesn't necessarily still mean that you're going to get the rides that you want um but you have the option for all those for standby right now but We've said, and I, I I will keep pounding the table for this, of like the same way that we used to get more out of FastPass booking mm-hmm. it early as a resort guest. Like you you had, you know, a certain amount that you could book earlier than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Give us that one virtual queue. So if you're doing a five-day stay or four-day right. stay or whatever, you get one virtual queue option. And you get to plug and play that for your trip. You know, right. um, and and that's it. That's that's the only one you get. You only get that one. You want to ride it again? You are at the mercy of the virtual yep. queue, but you get. You know, you have to, and yeah. you're at the mercy of the time, right? right? You're at the mercy of of whatever time it gives you, right? And and all of that. But give us something because right now 
the only major perk to staying on property is transportation. Right. You have transportation. You get in 30 minutes early, which seems from so far from our perspective kind of a joke. You get one ride. You get maybe one ride extra. Um, That's if they're not just going ahead and letting other people in, depending on crowd size. Yeah. And, um, And you get to do lightning lanes a little bit early. Right. Yep. And then if you are staying in a deluxe, you... You might get, we get one night right now of where we have a deluxe extra extended hours. Right. On our trip. Yeah. Not a whole lot of perks. So So, hopefully. Compared to what we had before with the fast pass and dining and like, and early entry and like you had a lot more options pre-COVID. You did. did. I'm looking forward to seeing how they're going to handle genie and genie plus with guardians coming down and meet and greets i think both of those are eventually going to be part of genie plus or buying i don't know that the meet and greets will outside of maybe um specialty events uh i I don't know i think some of them could be just because those lines get can get really long they can, but at the same time, I, I, I can see it being in Genie Plus for yeah. like, but I can't see them being a yeah. um, a paid one. I don't know. And no, not a paid one. Oh, okay. Not like, not like a fancy ride. Oh, okay. I thought that's but what you meant. No, no. But still like, okay, I have Genie Plus at 315. I have the option to go meet. The princesses Mi- yeah. Or, yeah. or Mickey, you know. Oh, go on, well, you used yeah. to be able to get a fast pass for it. Right. So, I mean, they the queues are set up to, to have that. So right. To, yeah. to utilize and that. So it wouldn't be out of question. No. And, I mean, they're already doing it for parades and that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, that one's really interesting to me that you can do in the reserve spots for the parades. Mm-hmm. Um, I was... I was kind of surprised that that was even an option, but I, it makes sense. But getting back to Guardians is a different type of ride. And right. so compared to having a virtual queue in an opening right. like Rise, where you have to load a certain amount of people and then they leave and then you load a certain amount of people, it's supposed to, its loading factor is supposed right. to be faster. But they're calling it an omni coaster. So an omni mover is right. what, like, like what's on Haunted Mansion. Right. Right. I'm not sure what an omni coaster is. Hopefully it loads quickly, because it's not a short roller coaster. Mm-mm. It's one of the longest indoor coasters in the world, and it's actually longer, like several hundred feet. I shouldn't say so, like four hundred feet or something like that, longer than Velocicoaster. Wow. I mean, I think you're probably looking at that it's going to load as far as like a um, not quite the moving walkway, but because it's. I'm thinking of it in terms of like something that loads quickly, like even though it's it's one at a time, mm-hmm. it still goes quickly, like splash, like pirates, like yeah. where like you you get queued up, but like they won't, it probably won't take as much to, right to you know versus like something like the like, um like the other roller coasters where they really have to be like, are you strapped in? Are you Buckled. like? Yeah. I mean, it's it's I'm, not going upside down. Yeah. Does have a reverse launch, which is exciting. Yeah, I really just I don't understand how how this part is going to. I, I'm not sure how run. it's it's. There's already part of the story before you get to the coaster, so I'll be interested to see how it's all going to play out. I'm going to avoid all vlogs, all POV, 
during that week or whatever before we go. I will be bringing you all of the <laughs> vlogs and POVs that I can during that time because I need to know. Right. I need to know ahead of time. Like, that is me personally. I need to know. My anxiety needs to know. Like, what is this going to be like in, in a at least a general sense? Like, I don't, right. need, I don't need the full POV, but I need to know, like, hey, what's the loading look like? Or, hey, what's the, like, the general sense of, like, the... The, yeah. And here's the other thing. So, like, we are taking this trip with my dad this yep. time. My dad has, you know, uh, stuff with his back. And there right. are, he's had surgeries and things. Like, he cannot ride a lot of rides at Disney right. anymore. Um, especially anything that's a thrill ride. So, like, I need to look and see and, like, be like, hey, is this even something that we can even, like, attempt? Right. For him to be able to see, or is it just going to be something where he's going to have to watch just a, a point of view and, and go with it? So I will be bringing you all of that. May 27th is when it opens. I'm sure we will see yep. um, media previews and things yep. that there's, week leading up. Um, there's cast member previews, media previews, annual pass previews, and they're starting, sounds like, fairly quickly. Yeah, I have a feeling there's some bugs that still need to be figured out in right. the system probably also in related to things like loading like right you know and, getting and people that's why they do through. these yeah. and that's they have all these previews so the people who are working on the rides as well they learn know what they're to, doing yeah. they know how to load people they know what the different options are they know what the different like right. scenarios are and that can if happen. they have to get into character that gives them a good yeah. opportunity to, to good learn practice. how to do that so that's in the future that's coming up but it's in the future and Further in the future, Disney announced no something. No date. Just something that's kind of cool, like Disney doing something outside of Disney. Not necessarily like it reflects in the parks, but in a way it does. Yeah. And that's they announced that they're going to take 80 acres and turn it into affordable housing because housing down around the parks has gotten in insane. Yeah. I mean, we're talking specifically in Florida, in Florida right now, yep. but we had a lot of people. We were just talking about this when we were discussing um, before we started recording this podcast of like how how much it's changed of like, you know, COVID hit and you had all these people who were like, well, okay, my job is now all online. It's all remote. I am not going into an office and I'm not going back for the foreseeable future. And they went, I don't want to stay where the air hurts my face. Yeah. And so we had a lot of people that during COVID moved to Florida. So you had fewer restrictions in Florida in general. Right. You had, you know, um, the office work remote situation. And it caused a right. massive housing right. issue and, right. and, and especially affordable housing issue. Right. Because you had a lot of the cast members at Disney and Universal and all the theme parks there that were like, I can't afford to stay here. I don't have a job. Yeah. So like I'm moving. Like college program right. and they went home. Or... So that you had all, housing was available mm -hmm. and people moved down there and now there's nothing left. Yeah. And cast members are struggling to find affordable housing. Yeah. Even with, I mean, some of them, even with having roommates and having, right. you know, they're, they're living, you know, two, three, four deep in a, in a two bedroom apartment right. just to be able to to make it um, right. and make it affordable. And so Disney saw, I mean, I have a feeling this was in the works pre COVID right. had to have been a, a, on the table at some point. Right. Um, either that, or there was a developer locally who said, Hey, we're already planning to do right something in this realm of things. Mm -hmm. What if we partner up? Um, and so I don't know how that came about, but 
I think it's really going to be a cool opportunity for not only cast members, but the general public as well. Right. It's what they're doing is they got lined over by Flamingo Crossing. So it's where uh, there's a few hotels over there, like Target. Mm-hmm. There's a few few things that Disney owns that land and they've kind of leased it out right. to develop it. And it's also where they house all the college program kids. Right. So they're taking 80 acres over there and building 1,300 plus units. They said it's going to be a variety of homes. Right. So I'm guessing from one bedroom apartments to single family homes right. would be my guess. And that area is close to the parks. It's not far at all. Like, you can see fireworks and stuff from there. Right. And giving cast members and general public a chance to still be close to possibly their work mm-hmm. and not have to live with six other people in a two-bedroom apartment. Right. So the average rent right now in that area is almost $2,200. Yeah, for a two-bedroom. For a two-bedroom apartment. Um, and we're not talking about, like, necessarily, like, luxury no, apartments. No, this is, this we're is average. We're just talking about an average. Um, so your more luxury-type apartments or nicer ones are going to rent you, you know, right. quite a bit more than that. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, well, that is vastly different than what <laughs> right. ours is here. Um, and I don't... I don't know. I mean, you get into some areas of Kansas City where there's a lot of shopping and and work opportunities and things. And for some of those nicer apartments, it is in that. It's not outside of that be. range. It can be. However, those are typically not meant for. Those are meant for more family based housing rather than like or two income, no kids. But right. Versus like being a uh like kids who are in disney college program or like kids who are like you know younger cast members that are straight out of college straight out of college or been working at the parks for a while and are going to college and necessarily part of the college program it's that's that's a lot of money i can't imagine trying to come up with twenty two hundred dollars even between four people working at the parks because i mean i mean i'll just say this it's less than most people's basic housing allowance in the military right it absolutely at least is. enlisted yeah so across most most places in in the country so right. i'm i'm just like throwing that out there of like your your housing allowance in the military wouldn't even cover that for a lot of people no. um for a lot of families so <laughs> i i i see the need for it i thought it was really interesting that disney isn't the only one doing it universal is no. doing something similar right. but almost as many units Smaller property right. scale. Theirs is on 20 acres, and it's like a 1,000 units. So I'm going to guess those are only going to be apartments or condominiums right. or like townhouses. Right. Disney, like reading what Disney put out, they want it to be a whole community. Mm-hmm. So being right there in Flamingo Crossing, you're going to have Target. You're going to have some restaurants. Um, I'm probably guessing... probably end up having some kind of urgent care or some kind of like... There is an urgent care they've already yep. said is going to go over there. And then there's a... That's why I think Disney's kind of been planning on this for a little bit mm-hmm. because some of the stuff that's already going in over there is like infrastructure for that community. Right. The, I, I really do believe this was pre-COVID based, but right. it's just finally now at the place where they're like, okay, now we can right. go ahead and it's, launch this. It's They've developed other communities before, like Golden Oaks and 
well, which is super expensive. Yes. And now they are doing another new planned right. Disney community in California. Right. That is like... They just broke ground on that. That yeah. is like Disney qual- like park type amenities. Right. But being in your neighborhood. Right. And they said that they're going to do that throughout the country. Yeah. There's going to be multiple places. Please come to Kansas City. I'm just saying. Well, well... <laughs> We have, we have we have a connection, okay? We like we Kansas City Mickey, okay? Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah. That that could be fun. But yeah, you know, we'll we'll see how it how it turns out down there. Hopefully it's they say affordable housing, but hope Hopefully it stays it, affordable. I hope it does stay affordable and I hope it no word yet on how this is going to work. They keep bringing up that cast members will be able to to live there, but we know it's going to be open to the general public as well. And so there's no word on like how, right. how that's going to work. And the only thing I can compare it to is like a 55 plus type community, right? Where, you know, majority of the community has to be owned by owned or rented by somebody who is 55 or older. There is a restriction on that property that is not mm-hmm. considered. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's not outside of like equal opportunity for that housing, right? Like it doesn't right. go against equal opportunity for housing because there's a restrictive base on that, like a, a it is meant for 55 right. plus, right? Um, and so you usually have a certain number of those homes that have to be open to somebody who is not in mm-hmm. order to balance that out. So I'm kind of thinking that's how this is probably going to go, right. is that there's probably going to be a percentage that has to be allotted to cast members. Right. And that you have to be a cast member in order to, especially the rental side of that. If they're, if it's, I don't know if it's going to be all rental yeah, or if it's know. going to be some rental, some owned right. like properties. It'll, be, it'll like, be interesting. I, I, not a whole lot of word on that, no. but I'm, I'm very interested to see how this grows there and then how that plays out into other developments that are happening and developers in general around the country and how they right. view, you know, we've got a housing development, a developer that's trying to develop some land near us that right. we're all like, you're insane. Like, yeah. this is not, a, this is not a good idea. Whereas like, I'm looking at this and going, this is a great idea. Right. So. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be inter- interesting and see if this is the only neighborhood they do around there or if they're going to use some more of their land or purchase more of their land. Like I know when, Disney from California moves out there, whether it's the Imagineers or who who all is coming, that they're all going to Lake Nona up closer to the airport, and they're developing mm-hmm. a big community up there. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if these two kind of tie together and kind of follow the same lines of things that they're developing. But there are so many things coming this summer. Oh, my gosh. I can't – I cannot get over the list of things that are starting – finally starting to really come back. Right. It's actually – coming back to normal it does it does start to feel that way i mean there are certain things like i know they've said park reservations aren't going away anytime soon but that's probably the one piece that really still feels not normal um much as i know that it is helpful as far as planning for them but it's a pain in the butt on our end right Um, but there's some things coming back like we know everest is going to come back at some point right it just Um, got postponed again when it's coming back but hopefully that is it sounds like maybe just a couple more weeks yep. instead of mid-April. It might be May. Um, I have a feeling they're going to want that open before Guardians opens because if it's not, that's going to impact 
guessed Who, yeah. like how where everybody's at in the parks and stuff right. and and all of that. So right. you're gonna want that open before Galaxy yep. or but not for for Guardians of the Galaxy opens. Um, minivans are coming back. Yeah, that's kind of a pleasant surprise. I didn't think they were gonna come back, but. Yeah, nope. we, we thought they were done for that, good, and they are yeah. coming back. Um, H2O Nights is Glow, <laughs> H2O Glow After Hour Nights. It's it's the After Hours event at Typhoon Ty- Lagoon. Yeah, so it's coming back on Saturdays Yeah. at Typhoon Lagoon, and it's like 8 to 11, um, but you can get in starting at 6 if you yep. have that ticket, whereas like the park right. closes at 6 if you don't have that ticket, but you can still get... Right. They have like DJs and ice cream and glow sticks. There's glow food. Sticks. So you yep. get, it's like some of the other after hours parties that have happened where it's like, hey, here's this selection of free food. Right. We have other food you can buy. Right. But here's, here's also yep. a selection of free food. And those tickets are ranging anywhere from like 59 to $75 a person. Right. Yeah. No, it's something to, to think about. And no, especially we're considering if, doing it. if the water parks are your thing, like, it might it might be fun because you won't have to wait in line nearly as long. And Mm-mm. being in that water park at night is a completely different experience, I have to imagine. And here's the thing you got to remember about it, too, is that all of the water at all of the Disney properties right. it, for the, the water parks, the pools at all of the resorts, it's all heated. Right. So it's not getting down to, like, it's not hot. Right. <laughs> unless you're in a hot tub. But, like... It's not going to ever get to. So even if you go to that in like May, it's not necessarily going to be water that is right. like frigid. Right. And I just thought of one other one that we did not write down that's coming back. One. And I was excited about the cultural representatives. Oh, my gosh. I'm super excited about them coming back. And that really, I do think, is the thing that is or one of the big pieces that's holding back dining plan. Right. It's If you don't know what these are, especially in Epcot... They'll get people from those countries to come in, and they're working the dining facilities and the shops. The shops, and they share their culture with you. Yeah, and it's it's a great great way for all of us to learn about the different cultures. Oh yeah, I mean, I still remember some of the interactions we had with like um, servers at some of the restaurants that we've eaten at in Epcot, and um, you know, and, right. and getting to like hear where they're from and. Um, and of course we're the kind of people who ask, yeah. <laughs> we want to know, we know you have, we know they have stories and we know that they have, you know, a life outside of the park and outside of their mm-hmm. job. And so, and we're always interested in that, but, um, I'm, I'm super excited. I do think it's one of the things holding back dining plan. I do think it's one of the things that is <sighs> holding back. That's a lot of staffing, staffing. stuff. I think that's honestly, I think it's part of the magic. It is. It's especially in Epcot because you get yeah. so many different cultures there. But I mean, you'll see people from other cultures working in the other parks too, um, especially like over in Animal Kingdom. Yeah, you definitely get it like within Animal Kingdom. For sure, Epcot, Animal Kingdom, you'll get it at Animal Kingdom Lodge. You'll get it at um, Polynesian. You'll get it at um, a lot of other places. I mean, it, you'll have them, they'll work all over the. Right. All over the parks. I mean, all right. over the entire, you know, no, expansive. I'm, just, I'm excited that they finally get to come back and to kind of help so build. so many that had to just, like, it, it wasn't just, oh, okay, the park is right. closed. It was, like, not only is the park closed, but I have to try to get into a country that may not right. be accepting 
citizens back right now when COVID hit. I mean, like it was it was pretty traumatic for a lot of them. Right, right, and it's they didn't know if they how they were going to get people back, but yeah. it sounds like that they've got enough people interested that it's not going to be a problem to fill those. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited. I'm just I'm hopeful that they get. I really want them to have good experiences in that in getting to come back. Like, right. I have my family when I was growing up hosted exchange students, and so I understand the power of what it means to get to go live and work and like experience a, another country and and how that can be really beneficial for you mm-hmm. um, and and in, be able to enjoy it. Like so, I'm. I'm just I'm hopeful for them, and I I am I won't I won't lie I'm really hopeful that it means that we get to bring the dining plan back. Yeah, no, that's like, something I, else that's selfishly. supposed to come back this year, but we just haven't heard a whole lot about it lately. I I I'm convinced that it is the the international cast members are one right. of the things that is holding that back in being able to open that because so many of so many of the parts of the dining plan are based in Epcot. Right. I mean, you have more restaurants in Epcot than any other park. Right. Yeah, and hopefully this means all those restaurants will be open again. Yeah, at Capat. Like, and, and, right. And there's open. some of them that haven't even opened up. Yeah. They've been closed ever since. So hopefully this means all of it will be open up, which then will also mean hopefully less time in lines right. and more of a pleasant time right, for everybody. Because that's the thing. We kind of forget that by not having some of those restaurants open. Right. That's a crowd eater, right? right? Like those yep. table service restaurants are a crowd eater, and Heck, I'm, meet, meet and greets are a crowd eater. Meet and greets are a crowd eater. Restaurants are a crowd eater. Um, and here's my thing: I am. There were a lot of us who loved the dining plan because it freed us up to just eat where we wanted without right. having to be like, oh, well, that's an expensive one. That's right. not. Right, because we've like, already paid for it. Because we've already, you've already paid for it. It's already done. It's already yeah. in there. Like, you're I'm, already... I'm not saying it's a money saver by no, any means. No, it's not. But it just, it eliminates because you've already just said, okay, this is the cost of the trip. Right. And I understand that you can do that on your own. Right. Like, you can budget for that, but it's not the same. Right. It's it just not, isn't. It and isn't. so there the all inclusiveness that happens with that is just so freeing. It I think it ate up more crowds going to table service restaurants. It did. Than Absolutely. what we're getting even with them open now. Yep. It is. But we would absolutely love to hear what you're looking forward to or any comments you have on any of the things we're looking forward to. And you can do that on Twitter or Instagram at salute to the ears. Yes. Please, we'd love to hear it. And with that, we would love for you to go out this week and find your joy. And have a magical week. <laughs>